Numbers 27. Then the daughters of Zelophehad, <coughs> the son of Hepher, the son of Gilead, the son of Machir, the son of Manasseh, of the families of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, came near. These are the names of his daughters, Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milcah, and Terzah. And they stood before Moses, before Eliezer the priest, and before the princes and all the congregation, at the door of the tent of meeting, saying, Our father died in the wilderness. He was not among the company of those who gathered themselves together against Yahweh in the company of Korah, but he died in his own sin. He had no sons. Why should the name of our father be taken away from among his family because he had no son? Give to us a possession among the brothers of our family. Moses brought their cause before Yahweh. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, The daughters of Zelophehad speak right. You shall surely give them a possession of an inheritance among their father's brothers. You shall cause the inheritance of their father to pass to them. You shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, If a man dies and has no son, then you shall cause his inheritance to pass to his daughter. If he has no daughter, then you shall give his inheritance to his brothers. If he has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to his father's brothers. If, he has his, if his father has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to his kinsman who is next to him of his family, and he shall possess it. This shall be a statute and ordinance for the children of Israel, as Yahweh commanded Moses. Yahweh said to Moses, Go up into the mountain of Abarim and see the land which I have given to the children of Israel. When you have seen it, you also shall be gathered to your people, as Aaron your brother was gathered. Because in the strife of the congregation you rebelled against my word in the wilderness of Zin, to honour me as holy at the waters before their eyes. These are the waters of Meribah of Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. Moses spoke to Yahweh, saying, let Yahweh, the God of the spirits of all flesh, appoint a man over the congregation who may go out before them and who may come in before them and who may lead them out and who may bring them in that the congregation of Yahweh may not be as sheep which have no shepherd. Yahweh said to Moses, Take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay your hand on him. Set him before Eleazar the priest, and before all the congregation, and commission him in their sight. You shall give authority to him, that all the congregation of the children of Israel may obey. He shall stand before Eleazar the priest, who shall inquire for him by the judgment of the Urim before Yahweh. And his word they shall go out, and at his word they shall come in, both he and all the children of Israel with him, even all the congregation. Yahweh did as Moses commanded him, he took Joshua and set him before Eleazar the priest and before all the congregation. He laid his hands on him and commissioned him as Yahweh spoke by Moses. This chapter covers two things. First of all, there's a family from the tribe of Manasseh who, this man that died in the desert, he only had daughters, he had no sons. And they hadn't gotten to the promised land yet where the inheritances were, being, were going to be given out but you've got these five sisters here who basically they're thinking ahead and realizing when we get to the promised land, we're not going to get any land because our father is dead and we have no brothers. So what's our share going to be? And so they go to the tent of meeting and they bring their appeal. And the Lord says, 
No, give the daughters an inheritance along with their, you know, along with brothers. And so that's, that's terrific. It means that when they got to the promised land and the tribe of Manasseh was given their, their section, these five girls were given a section. And I think that's really, really special. In, in the Old Testament times, you know, way, way back, we're talking Egypt and Babylon and that, things were very, very male-centered. Women weren't allowed to own property. And, and this chapter of the Bible really stands out as being so unlike the cultures of the time. And it could only have come from one place. It could only have come from the Lord, who did see men and women equally. But there had to be, things had to be done in a practically as well. And that's why, you know, generally speaking, inheritances would go to men, to husbands and fathers. And um, later on, when we get to the end of Numbers chapter 36, there's going to be a bit more about this story of these daughters. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll cover it more when we get to that point. But in the New Testament, Paul writes and he says that if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. And he says, in Christ, there's no such thing as male or female. Well, that's interesting. He also says there's no such thing as Jew or Greek, in other words, Jew or Gentile. And there's also no such thing as slave or free. Everyone in Christ is the same. And so we can look at passages like this we keep in mind what, what we're told in the New Testament and we realize that if you're in Christ, everyone gets an inheritance. The Lord isn't unfair. The Lord's not saying only certain types of people will get an inheritance. You know, you know, he's not saying only the spiritual leaders or not, you know, only the people who've really f followed me or only the, the men or, you know, only certain races. No, the Lord says that if you're in Christ, that there's an inheritance for you. So that's really, really encouraging. The second thing in this chapter is that the Lord says to Moses that he's soon to depart and he needs to appoint himself a successor. The Lord lays, uh, Moses lays hands on Joshua and declares him to be the successor. And there's really no one better to lay hands on than Joshua. First of all, uh, yeah, well, you know, in the New Testament, we see the same thing. We see people, the laying on of hands for the anointing for the ministry, the Holy Spirit coming on people to empower them for work. This is what's happening here with Joseph. We're also told in the New Testament not to lay hands on people too quickly. And the reason for that is, first of all, is that when you lay hands on people publicly, other people um, accept them. And, you know, maybe if you lay hands on people quickly, maybe they're not ready for the job and maybe they're not prepared for that. And um, that's one problem. Another problem is maybe that they'll get proud because they've been picked, because they're young in the faith and maybe they're not ready for it. But also spiritual power is real. And when, when the, the laying of hands comes upon someone, the Holy Spirit comes upon, upon them, you want them to be ready for it. And so that, these are all things we consider in the New Testament life that we have. But in the Old Testament life, there's no one better than Joshua. This man, Joshua, has been so faithful. He's walked with Moses. He's done everything Moses wanted. He's, he's been loyal to him. He hasn't complained about their, their hardships in the desert. In fact, he's one of only two people that the Lord, the Lord didn't kill in those 40 years and who was actually going to go from Egypt. You think about it. Of all these millions of people that get to the promised land, only two of them have a memory of Egypt. That's astounding. Joshua is one of them, and he becomes the leader. So he's no novice, he's, you know, he's a natural selection.
Not only he's one of the two faithful, but he's the one that was a servant to Moses. He knew Moses well. He knew the Lord well. And I'd like to say that Joshua is a real picture of what it's like to walk with a spiritual father. When, when you're in a, a church or in the body of Christ and there are people over you who are spiritual fathers to you, often there'll be someone, maybe your pastor or your leader, who is the, you know, the leader in the church or the leader in the ministry or someone that's over you. Serve that man, in some cases it's a woman, serve that person like Joshua served Moses. Serve with a big heart. Don't complain. Be faithful when things look tough. Don't be someone that says, you know, don't look at the giants in the land, but look at what the Lord can do. Be a person like Joshua and um, the Lord will raise you up. If he doesn't raise you up in this life, you'll be so honored in the next one when you stand before him. But determine to be a person like Joshua so that if the hand, laying on of hands comes and they're laid on you, you will so be the best pick for the job. Joshua, of course, is a type of Christ. He's a picture of Jesus to us, and we want to be like Jesus. So we want to follow the example of Joshua too. Lord, I want to thank you for Joshua's faithful 40 years of service and more. And I pray that you'd give to us the heart that was in him to serve. Lord, he's the one that said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And we want to be people like that. We serve the Lord faithfully, not giving up, wholehearted, not grumbling, not complaining, not doubting. Lord, give us grace. We need your help. In Jesus' name, amen.